Welcome to the Duval Pride Podcast. This is episode two, and in this episode, we'll talk a little bit about the head coaching candidates for the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, specifically around the ones that have gotten interviews so far, and also do a little bit of a recap of the divisional round playoffs that just happened in the NFL. Moving on to topic number one, divisional round recap of the playoffs that just happened. I just wanted to take a little bit of time here to talk about the divisional round playoffs and just think about how far the Jaguars have to come to get to that level of competition. It's really a, a huge gap they have to cover. So the first game of the weekend was Titans versus the Bengals. And man, was it good to see the Titans go out unceremoniously in the first round that they were playing in uh, by kind of an upstart team in the Bengals um, that really resembles what a lot of Jaguar fans hope the Jaguars would have been uh, at this point. And the Titans really ran into a hungry Tiger as they played the Bengals. Couldn't handle that offense. Uh, But ultimately, me being a Gator fan, it was just incredible to see Evan McPherson uh, pull through with a game-winning kick to beat Tennessee. Moving on to the second game of the weekend, the 49ers versus the Packers. uh, And just typical to see Aaron Rodgers once again choke uh, away a game they should have won with the 49ers offense basically doing nothing uh, to have that blocked punt become a touchdown that essentially won the 49ers the game um, just kind of spells what Aaron Rodgers has gone through with the Packers other than that one season winning the Super Bowl. Going to Sunday, Bucks versus Rams. Uh, what can you say more than Tom almost brought him back? Uh, thought they might just get him, but in the end, the Rams pull it off and move on to the NFC Championship game. We all heard the talk of Tom Brady and is he going to finally retire after the season's over? Who knows? We've definitely heard that before, and it hasn't come to pass just yet. But uh, we'll see if this time it sticks. Chiefs versus Bills. I felt like this was a Super Bowl matchup. This was the game of the year, in my opinion. Just that last two minutes and change going into overtime was some of the best football you're ever going to see. Uh, Two great quarterbacks really slinging it around. Two great offenses really slinging it around. And then to see it kind of all end in the first drive there in overtime was kind of disappointing. I wanted to see more. I wanted to see Josh Allen at least get a chance. But those are the rules. I hope the NFL takes notice of that and looks to do something different with the overtime rules going forward so we're able to see both teams get on the field no matter what happens in the first drive. And 
it just makes you think, man, how did the Jaguars actually beat the Bills way back when during the season? That seems like forever ago, but I just can't even put together in my head how the Jaguars actually beat that team. Moving on to our second topic, which is just talking through the candidates for head coach. The Jaguars have already interviewed some of them getting their second interview. Um, And I'll go through just kind of a a brief history of each one, uh, including who their coaching trees were and just some general thoughts on each candidate. So first candidate that was tied to the Jaguars is Doug Peterson. History on Doug, uh, Eagles quarterback coach from 2011 to 2012. He was the Chiefs offensive coordinator 2013 to 2015. And he was obviously the Eagles head coach 2016 through 2020. Uh, Obviously won Super Bowl 52 with the Eagles as the head coach. He comes from the Andy Reid tree, uh, and he was 42-37-1 and one, uh, record as a head coach. In general, I think Doug Peterson kind of offers a lot of leadership and experience. Obviously, being a Super Bowl champion doesn't hurt either. Um, so I think Doug would be a great choice for the Jaguars going forward. Moving on to the next candidate the Jaguars have interviewed, and that is Jim Caldwell. A lot of history here for uh, Coach Caldwell. Uh, he was the Bucks quarterback coach in 2001, Colts assistant head coach and quarterback coach from 2002 to 2008. He was obviously the Colts head coach 2009 to 2011. Uh, Moved on to the Ravens as their quarterback and interim uh, offensive coordinator in 2012. He got promoted to full-time offensive coordinator for the Ravens in 2013. He was the Lions head coach uh, from 2014 to 2017. And most recently, the Dolphins assistant head coach and quarterback coach in 2019. Comes from the Tony Dungy tree. Uh, 62 and 50 record overall as a head coach. Obviously took the Colts to the Super Bowl and had three playoff appearances with the Detroit Lions, which is a feat in and of itself. Uh, a lot of familiarity here with Jim Caldwell, obviously with the Colts ties and the Tony Dungy ties. Um, again, same same kind of comments here as Doug Peterson. Lots of leadership and experience here for uh, Jim Caldwell and something I think the Jaguars are desperately in need with uh, for this next head coaching hire. Moving on to Todd Bowles. Uh, lots of history here as well. Jets secondary coach in 2000. Browns nickel coach from 2001 to 2003. Browns secondary coach in 2004. Moved on to the Cowboys as their secondary coach 2005 to 2007. Dolphins assistant head coach 
uh, and secondary coach from 2008 to 2011. He became the interim head coach in 2011 as well for the Dolphins. Moved to the Eagles as their secondary and interim defensive coordinator in 2012. Cardinals defensive coordinator 2013 to 2014. Then he was the Jets head coach 2015 to 2018. And he has been the Bucks defensive coordinator since 2019. Lots of different trees here for uh, Todd Bowles. He's from the Holmgren, Parcells, Wade Phillips, uh, Andy Reid, and Bruce Arians tree. 26 and 41 overall as a head coach. And he was obviously the Super Bowl champion with the Bucks just last year. So just the fact that he's been a secondary coach, nickel coach, defensive coordinator in multiple stops shows you the experience that he has and the amount of teams that have invested in him is telling of just what kind of coach he is. I think the Jets job turned out not to be so great, but that's probably more telling of the Jets. Some might say, what's the difference between the Jets and the Jaguars? I say probably not a whole lot. Uh, so is he a good fit here? Who knows? If he gets support, I think he could do great things. So we move on to Byron Leftwich, who is obviously Todd Bowles' counterpart in Tampa Bay currently. Um, not a lot of history here for Byron. Uh, Cardinals quarterback coach from... 2017 to 2018, he also was the offensive coordinator in Arizona in 2018. <clears throat> and obviously, he has been the Buccaneers offensive coordinator from 2019 until now. Um, primarily from the Bruce Arians tree. Obviously won the Super Bowl last year with the Buccaneers. Obviously very familiar to Jaguar fans being the quarterback here uh, from 2003 to 2006. Kind of unceremoniously uh, dismissed as David Garrard took over. Uh, the only things that concern me about Byron is obviously that lack of experience. And that's kind of what I was looking for the Jaguars to get with their next head coaching hire. He is a very good offensive mind. Uh, and then the obvious question that comes up is, has Tom Brady really been running that offense down in Tampa Bay? And I know there are subtle differences. You know, obviously Byron is calling the plays, but it seems like Brady probably has leeway to change whatever he feels like just because of the clout that Tom Brady carries. Uh, moving on to Nate Hackett. Uh, history for Nate. Tampa Bay Offensive Quality Control, 2006 to 2007. Bills Offensive Quality Control, 2008 to 09. He was the Bills Offensive Coordinator, 2013 to 2014. He became the Jaguars uh, quarterback's coach 
15 and 16, also became the interim OC in 16, and it was the Jaguars offensive coordinator 17-18 and has become the Packers offensive coordinator 2019 until now. Got several different trees, obviously Gus Bradley from his time in Jacksonville, John Gruden, Dick Geron, Matt LaFour, and Doug Marone. Um, the obvious things to point out here, just familiarity with the Jaguar fans. Uh, we all remember uh, his transition to offensive coordinator under Marone and uh, the things he did here. I don't think he was completely the problem uh, for the Jaguars, but back in that time, but his offense didn't really go when he was here. So that's one thing to think about. Uh, next one on the list, Bill O'Brien. Uh, history here for Bill. Patriots offensive assistant in 2007. He was the Patriots wide receiver coach in 08. And then transitioned to the be the quarterback's coach for the Patriots in 09 and 10. Uh, and then Patriots offensive coordinator in 2011. And then uh, the more familiar thing for us Jaguar fans he was the Texans head coach 2014 to 2020 uh, the trees here obviously Belichick from his days in New England and I also put on here uh, Nick Saban just because he has been the offensive coordinator for Alabama over this past season uh, he was 52 and 48 overall as a head coach a lot of experience, but still a lot of concern for Bill O'Brien. Um, mainly the way he kind of took over as GM. Does he want the same level of power here in Jacksonville if you were to get this job? And how does that jive with Trent Balky and the fact that he already has a GM job here? Kellen Moore, next on the list. Uh, very short history. Cowboys quarterback coach in 2018, and he's been the Cowboys offensive coordinator since 2019. Uh, only trees for him, Jason Garrett, Mike McCarthy. A lot of lack of experience here, and I just noted that I really don't want this hire to happen if it does go that direction. I don't think Kellen Moore, while he may be a good head coaching candidate and a good head coach someday in the future, I don't think he's ready for that right now. And the last one on uh, my list that the Jaguars have interviewed, uh, Matt Eberflus. History for Matt Eberflus, he was the Browns linebackers coach from 09 to 10. Cowboys linebackers coach from 11 to 17 and he's been the Colts defensive coordinator since 2018 comes from the Jason Garrett um, Eric Mangini and obviously Frank Reich tree uh, lack of experience again here is something I noted 
Um, he seems to be one of the favorites. He's along with Byron Leftwich, the only other candidate that I've gone through that's gotten a second interview. Can he give us what we need? Is one of the things I noted. And that's really a, a theme for the show and for what I believe the Jaguars need going forward. He needs to be, that next head coach needs to be a leader and a person who's going to help set the tone for the culture. This needs to be a hire that is trended in that direction, not just a hot name. Matt Eberflus has built a good defense with the obvious assistance of the Colts GM and Frank Reich up in Indianapolis, but does he have that experience with building back culture? So, moving on, since we've now gone past kind of just doing a quick overview of all the candidates, I just wanted to kind of give my favorites and my wish list, so to speak, of the candidates that we've gone over. And I've kind of broken my list up into tiers. The tiers are ecstatic, so guys that I would just be over the moon that uh, if they were to get the job. So, so guys that I would still be excited for, I don't want to discount that I would be excited about these hires, but there still are some question marks for those candidates. Worrisome, this is obviously a category that I would be, let me set it straight, I'm going to be excited no matter who they hire, uh, just because this is kind of a another reset, so to speak, but the worrisome category is just ones that those question marks, those worries that I have for those candidates is very large and very looming in my mind. And then the last one is just, please don't. I I don't want to see these hires happen. Wouldn't be necessarily excited for those hires if they did. So, please don't, Jaguars. Please don't. Uh, In the ecstatic category, uh, Doug Peterson, Jim Caldwell. And the only one, the only reason I'm super excited if these hires get made is because, as I've said, I think they are exactly what we need. I think they would bring that experience. They would bring that ability, especially in Jim Caldwell's uh, case, to rebuild the culture, to put an adult in the building, so to speak, and set the trend for the rest of the organization whether that's just from an accountability perspective, everybody pulling the same direction, any cliche you want. These guys have done it before at this level, and I feel confident that they could get us on the right track. That being said, somebody like Jim Caldwell, I could also see him in kind of the Tom Coughlin role from back in 2017, 2018, 
that vice president of football operations, if Caldwell doesn't want to come back to coaching, that's something to consider. To just kind of put him in a position to mentor the new head coach and just be an overseer of the entire operations of the football side to kind of get us on back on track. The so-so category, uh, so I put Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, Nate Hackett, Matt Eberflus in this category. These guys are lacking experience. I know Todd Bowles was the head coach for the Jets, but I still kind of put him in the same category as the other three. Not that I wouldn't be excited about any of these hires, and if these guys end up being the guy, then I'm going to be excited for them to become the head coach. But that lack of experience, the lack of already having been there type of thing really concerns me about these guys. Worrisome. Uh, The only one here is Bill O'Brien. And, you know, I know he's got all the experience, culture building things that I've mentioned that I want out of the next head coach. But the other thing that he's got on his resume is how he left Houston. And really he helped to tear down that culture as well as build it. Um, He took over the GM responsibilities in Houston and for the most part, I think the, the consensus is he did not know what he was doing. And in this type of role, at this level, you have to be the responsible person. You have to say, if you're given that amount of power and you can't handle it, you've got to say, I don't want this power. I want to do this thing because that's the, for the good of the team. The other thing that concerns me about O'Brien is his ability to work with Trent Balky. Those are two personalities that we've heard through various media outlets, through various reports from players, from other coaches, from other front office personnel, that they are difficult to work with. And you put those two personalities together, you've got a recipe for a very combustible situation and that's kind of what I feel like would happen here here in Jacksonville if O'Brien is hired and then the last category please don't and I've always also mentioned this kind of before uh, but Kellen Moore just just don't he has no experience and I'm not trying to disparage his potential going forward I think he has just that he has potential it's it's not ready yet he's not ready to take this step to be a head coach in the NFL I know he's the hot name I know there are other teams that are sniffing around him but I think he needs several more years of experience under a good head coach in Mike McCarthy. I know McCarthy makes some 
bonehead time management decisions. See the Dak Prescott scramble with 13 seconds left in the wild card round. But he's just not ready at this point. And this, in my opinion, would be just a terrible decision for the Jaguars to make at this point in their franchise. So in closing here, I want to, again, like I did last week, thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, again, something I'm really passionate about and hope that it it grows. If you would be so kind as to like, subscribe, rate, whatever the case may be on whatever platform you're listening on, that would really help me uh, get some other eyes on this thing and uh, hopefully get some more listeners. Uh, I also have a Patreon account set up if you want to drop me some uh, money to just kind of help support this. I'm looking to get a website off the ground here and that would also help with some of the costs that come with that. So again, thank you for any support you can throw my way. Um, I know we've kind of gone over all the head coaches in this episode, but uh, once there is an official announcement, I will plan to uh, do a more in-depth breakdown of whoever that should be. And in closing, just want to say thank you again for listening. Go Jacks.